0: listening to Red Hat Summit Radio 2014. Make sure you listen in all week for great shows throughout each day of Summit here at the Moscone. Hey everyone, you're listening to another podcast from Red Hat Summit 2014 live here at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. I was going to record this podcast 3 months ago in Brussels in Belgium. We never got the opportunity to do it because Fosdem in Brussels is always just a melting pot of activity, 5,000 geeks with beer, Belgian beer, and uh, goodwill and intent. It just means you never get anything done. But sitting opposite me is Danielle from the open source and standards team within Red Hat. Say hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, Richard. So it's been a really busy week at Summit, hasn't it? Yeah, we launched the Atomic
1: Project, which is something I've been working on in the last month, but that's something which uh, the roots are coming from three, four, five years ago. So that's that's the outcome of a lot of work from a number of people, yes.
0: When I described the open source and standards team at Red Hat, uh, I really wasn't aware of just how much stuff you guys juggle.
1: Well, we try to do a number of things. I mean, uh, there is communication I- internal to Red Hat, and um, making sure that the project go interact in the most uh, fruitful way with the community. But there is also um, building, uh, helping building the outreach outside of Red Hat mm-hmm. from
0: those projects, making sure they are. To have a good online presence uh, and so trying there, to there, help there, them. There's a lot of hand holding responsibility, isn't there, within the team? I've noticed that with a lot of the dojos and a lot of the events that we either sponsor or we find resources for or we find swag for, or more importantly, we just help direct so that they can grow. And growth is the important thing, isn't it?
1: Yes. The, it, it's about, uh, yes, growing. But at the community level, I mean, we don't do, I would say, uh, corporate communication. No, you don't. <laughs> we, it's really community traction, uh, making sure we grow the right way, that the people who should talk to each other do talk to each other, uh, and getting whatever they need to uh, to go forward. And that could be in many ways, mm-hmm. I mean... It can be a special tech writer. It can be people for helping at the community level. Uh, we have a season man now. We <laughs> we have graphic designers. People mm-hmm. I know from the GNOME project.
0: I mean, ten years ago, and the team. It's stop! Stop! You're making me feel very inadequate. Here. I'm a department of one. I do podcasting, graphics, voiceovers, music. I have no staff. I carry my own bags. It's impossible. But here is the thing: we've got over. We have Fedora. We now have Project Atomic. We have CentOS. Mm -hmm. We have responsibilities for nurturing these things and and taking them to the next level and helping them achieve success.
1: Indeed, Uh, and it. I I mean, it's a ride. Uh, I mean, we are honestly, we are growing in the sense that we are taking care of uh, more and more community. It's it's clear that basically centers coming uh, back within the family is very important. It also helps us develop in new direction. There is a lot of things which can be done on top of the
0: CentOS platform. A number of SIGs which are being developed. I was going to say the SIGs, the special interest groups really are the icing on the cake, aren't they? They are the things which are going to take us forward Mm -hmm. from storage, from special applications running on top, from people who want to do what they would traditionally call a spin, if you will, to be able to have that running on the latest, greatest CentOS code. And that eventually finding upstream into RHEL and also into REV and into the Red Hat supported OpenStack images, which just gives us a complete blended family of tools, doesn't it? Yes, uh, we actually go into many
1: directions. Basically all, all those directions where basically you need the core OS to be relatively stable, but you build on top or on the side. It goes from software networking, or virtualization platform, cloud development, I mean, I'm thinking SDN, I'm thinking uh, uh, Open Daylight, for example. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about uh, Ovirt. I'm thinking about RDO. There's so many places where having that base platform and improving on it and making sure that those projects, which are developed simultaneously on parallel, we have actually a framework where they can actually interact and we can do the the steps of doing the integration between them. There's a lot of integration going on and I think Santos
0: is a very good base to actually play on that. And the guys are really happy to be here, aren't they? Genuinely mm-hmm. happy to be here. I, it's, not, it's not just because now they're able to do what they love full-time with a salary. I don't think that's got a huge amount to do with it. It's because they've come in and we've left them alone to do what they do.
1: Yeah, it, it's clear. Uh, basically, we... We are giving them more resource in a way I mean they have more time to spend on it. Uh, we are developing also on the on the uh, on the hardware side and making sure that they they get whatever they need to grow and build those things uh, It's also a bit of a framework uh, I think that one of the um, the interesting challenges is that as long as uh, Santos was actually purely community mm-hmm. uh, they could work in a, in a slightly closed way, and mm-hmm. it was just fine. Not that they are basically within red hat, uh, we need to show, to expose more trust, and they need to open up a bit. And that, I think that's a good thing for everybody. Uh, even the Santos users, who are so, so it, we are looking a bit we, for we, that.
0: We're still in the courting mode, aren't we? We're still in the dating mode.
1: Yes, but I hope it is going to
0: open. I mean, that's uh, that's the point. even Santos is. Going there has to been nowhere near the fireworks people thought there was going to be. I did a podcast in December with Karen Beer, mm. a month and a bit before we went live on January the seventh, and I remember sitting over Christmas editing this recording that I'd done with Karen Beer in London, thinking, "This could go either way. This really could go either way." But when you have someone like Karen Beer saying, "Sitting at the helm." Who he's a safe pair of hands. He's a community guy, but he's more than a community guy because he's also um, a DevOps guy as well. You know, he comes from that DevOps environment of running big farms of servers for you know a major label employer so he's not daft he understands the pressures on a community and I've seen him around the halls this week I spoke to him a couple of days ago I saw him this morning he was smiling avidly now I don't know whether he's smiling because he's happy or just because like me he has two young children at home and he's had three nights sleep without any children crying <laughs> I think it's probably the latter but you know he's very happy here he's he's come across this week when he did the uh, keynote in room 309 on Tuesday uh, no, sorry, on Wednesday with uh, with Carl, mm. it went down really, really well. I, th- I think
1: really they, they enjoyed the environment, uh, especially within the OSAS group. Uh, we are uh, clearly disconnected from the, I would say, the business unit, and um, uh, they are freedom there. I mean, there is no guidance coming from us except. Mm open up a, a bit, make sure that the cigar going on. Yeah. But that's something they wanted to do anyway. So they just have more, they have a framework, they can
0: expand. Yeah. They have a room to expand. And they have Carsten there to help them find their way as yeah. well. And, and Carsten, uh,
1: Carsten helped them on, on building stuff and, and directing and things. It's, uh, it's
0: very personal to him. I mean, I've known Carsten for 15 years now. We worked together at VA Linux back in the day, 1999, okay. 2000, so 15 years ago we worked together. And I know how the guy ticks, and I was at LinuxCon in Edinburgh with him, and he had little flames in his eyes. You know, he was really excited, but also really nervous as well, because he felt like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders to deliver this. This is November last year. Mm-hmm. And... It's come to fruition, and his job really now is Mother Hen to make sure that they get the resources they need and the support they need, but also for him to protect them as well from any external forces. So I think that's a really good thing. So Carsten Wade, big shout-out to you. Thanks.
1: So, uh, yeah, i had been on Carsten's shoulder to basically to start this up, and it, it took a long time and a lot of effort from him. I'm really happy, actually, everything went well, and it looks in very promising. And I think it's... Uh, it's a testament to his organization. That's great.
0: <laughs> overt, we mentioned Overt briefly. Um, I spend a lot of time with John Benedict from NetApp, uh, ex-Red Hat. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, OSAS very, very involved with Overt, and especially since Brian Proffitt came aboard.
1: Yes, Brian came in November, basically. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because he has a slightly different viewpoint than us, uh, uh, I have been involved in, in various ways with Oviat since um, when I used to... Uh, I'm, I, I'm the Libriat author, so... Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been in touch with those guys, mostly technically, for a long time. Uh, and and it's coming from a different different angle angle, but it's working, isn't it? Yeah, it it is and uh, I actually remember seeing his first presentation of DevOps about it and he did actually present things in a completely different way than I'm used to do and I say, oh, that's smart (laughs) actually, I was really happy
0: Um, When I was uh, 20 I'm 41 now so I was 27, 26, 27 Uh, I wrote uh, some open source tools, and this guy called Brian Prophet came along. Uh, He was writing for Linux Planet, September 1999, Mm -hmm. and he wrote a couple of reviews of my stuff. And at the time, I was terrified, because what it meant was that he killed my FTP server because everyone went to the FTP server. It was before SourceForge. So like, the first thing I knew is I got a bill from my, from my ISP, my internet service provider in Dallas, Texas, because my bandwidth went... It <laughs> like 16 downloads to yeah. 50,000 downloads overnight. I've been lucky to be able to actually host uh yeah. from <laughs>
1: institutional uh, places. <laughs> yeah. So I've ne- yeah. never yeah. had univer- such a bit. Always a bit, universities, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's what I did. I moved it to University of East Anglia and hid it, hid it on a cobalt rack in their in their data center I never found it. So um, again, so Brian Profit came on board with Over, and he's brought his own spin to things. And then, you know, the, your team keeps growing and growing. You captured Joe Brockmayer, who I've been reading about you know yeah. reading his articles and and seeing stuff that he's been writing on Linux.com dot com and the citrix for such a long time and I was so excited last August when he came on board
1: yeah that's a that's a very that's a very interesting profile and he has a voice in the community he does and a great voice right <laughs> yeah and he, he, he uh, actually
0: and has the perfect voiceover voice yeah yeah
1: and Brian profit and him actually uh know each other for a long time
0: yeah and we've all the, known each other for a long time that's yeah. a scary thing
1: mm-hmm. yeah and Actually, for the, the Atomic project, which was launched this week, uh, it was an. I think we tried something. Uh, they are going to both be, I don't like that term, community manager, but leads. basically community
0: leads. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah leads. On, uh, and, and that works
0: very really well because they're, they're two very different personalities. Joe can be very forthright. And very strong. Brian's very good at doing the softly, softly approach and taking you on a journey. And I think that's really clever of Carl and you guys to actually think, together, it's a really good blend. You've got fire and ice. <laughs> so it works really well. Yeah, we'd, uh, we get two very different tones. Yes. It's been absolutely brilliant having you on the podcast. It's overdue. Thank you for making time. You've really enjoyed Summit this year, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, thank you for welcoming me. Bye bye, Richard. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.